and welcome to episode one of the first season of Scott Survive Survivor. Thank you so much for marooning yourselves with us on this adventure to talk about season one Survivor Borneo. I am Brandon Weber, and I am joined by the friend that you have come to know since the preview show, Scott Watson, who has now seen one full episode of Survivor. Scott, how are you? I am doing well. I feel so introduced to this show now. I under- I can understand all the references. I am so ready. <laughs> all the references? Yes. I, I There was a couple in there. I was like, oh, yeah. Yes, it's so fun to uh, to just look forward to talking about this first episode, which is so fun to look back on for me as somebody who's seen 40 seasons of this show. I still love going back and looking at the, uh, the initial episode of this show. Um, Jeff is explaining how the show works, and it's just so... It's, it's so innocent and so, like old you know it's from 20 years ago at this point 21 years ago at this point right um and is this the first time you've seen that episode since originally no i've rewatched this season okay. a couple times i think but like i, think I, I heard you yeah say yeah that to me. like i said last time i didn't watch this season live and i don't remember when i actually watched it for the first time but it's just so ingrained in me that it feels like it is the first season that I watched. Somehow, I don't know how my brain is like huh. doing that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, don't... I loved. I I don't know what format we're going with for talking about the show, but just the intro to this show, I loved it. So many shows these days, and probably back then too, are like fluff, fluff, fluff. We gotta spend 10, 20 minutes introducing everything. And then, you know, we're going to go through two rounds of commercials. And this, it was just like, they're already starting when the show starts. It's just like a theme song. All right, now we're starting the survival process. And Jeff is going to explain it to us. And then we're just going. It, it, it just, you, you turn on the show and you're already watching a Survivor episode. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, we open up and Jeff, they're on this uh they're in the village like getting on their boats and then they get on like the one boat together and then they're just like running around and like throwing everything off and Jeff is literally like in the middle of them doing that <laughs> like talking about what they're doing. It's like confusing. You're like, "What well, what's going on here? What they are they wh- where are they going? Why are they getting on these dinky rafts? Who made these dinky rafts?" And they're just going. Yeah, and I did some research before today to uh, look at the process for how the contestants were selected, and there were six thousand applicants for this first season of the show. I believe it's not that many. I believe they put like ads in like the newspapers and like around different places, and because how would people know about this show? Uh, and then they eventually narrowed it down from the six thousand to I think it was like. 48 and then they narrowed that down to the final 16 who we met uh in this episode so did they have multiple rounds of interviews i think so i think it said that there were like 40 different cities around the country that had like interviews that the contestants went to so did they go out of their way to try to find the most unprepared people possible for this show 
did you get the sense that the cast was uh, pretty unprepared? Yeah, a lot of them I felt like, I don't know, if I knew I was going on a show like this, I would have practiced many things, uh, the simplest and most obvious of which is how to start a fire. I would have I would have had that going in for sure. Because no one, especially if you're like in the team part of the show, no one's going to vote off the guy who knows how to start a fire. That's like instantly valuable. And it seemed like at least one of these teams didn't even have <laughs> a good fire starter yeah we saw uh the pagong tribe was able to start a fire with their gla with bb's glasses and so maybe the trick is just to get glasses before you go out there yeah yeah but sadly nobody on Tagi seemed to either have glasses or know how to use them to start a right fire. right so before we got to camp, I believe we saw like the theme song with all of the cast names right. on there. And yeah. for some of the people, uh, along with Jeff's intro of all the names after that, like some of them, that's like kind of the only time we see them in episode one. So did anybody stick out in that like intro set in in, intro, intro? intro song or when Jeff was like, showing like the or when they were showing like the little clip of them in like their hometown or at their job oh yeah because we have two not one but two wisconsinites in the running for this show one of them's a dairy farmer doing the lord's work it's a personal favorite although i don't even remember his name because i don't think he was on the show very much for the first episode <laughs> yeah so the dairy farmer would be dirk bean Oh, Dirk was on this episode then. Yeah, Dirk Dirk has a, a few good moments on this episode when he, does. he is uh, towards the end, like they're wondering where he is and he's reading his Bible, which is his luxury item. It's not something I don't think we talked about luxury items yeah. uh, last time, but each player got to bring like one personal item with them. Uh, obviously, Sonia brought her ukulele. Dirk brought his Bible. Uh, I don't know how many other luxury items we'll see. I think we saw Ramona journaling at some point. Um, so that, I think, goes away, at least from the audience perspective. I They might have even stopped allowing it uh, in general. But here, Seems they like provide... You can exploit the game with a luxury item a little bit. Yeah, but at least in this episode, they provide some really good moments, I think. Yeah. Was and, Dirk the one with the nipple piercing? Like they made a no point of showing that. Oh, who was no, that? No, that was Sean. Sean. That is Sean Kenneth. Sean Kenneth. Okay, yeah. yeah. Look, I'm just gonna say this right now. There's no way he makes it to the end. No one's. No one's. He's gonna get voted off so quickly. No one's gonna like. They're gonna be like, ah, oh, nipple piercing guy, and they're just gonna kick him right off the show. I. I'm sorry, Sean. Yeah, they don't need a reason to vote anyone off, but maybe the nipple ring is gonna be. The it one. might be. Yeah. And then the other Wisconsinite is Susan Hawk, who's a truck driver. Oh, is that the self-professed uh, a redneck, or is that somebody else? That is the redneck, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> eh, her, she's okay, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Wisconsin has to represent as we uh, as we watch this. I did I did make note of both of them being from Wisconsin. Yeah, one-eighth of these contestants are from Wisconsin. That's insane. <laughs> Their advertising for the show must have been very good in this area. <laughs> so, 
So anyone else stick out for reasons other than their residence in Wisconsin? Uh, if you're just talking about the intro, um, yeah, there's like, I was surprised at how many old older people are on this show. I think that's great that they signed up and I, I'm guessing they, they had them on because they just wanted some like variety and, and the types of people and ages and like different viewpoints. Because I think that's what's going to be interesting about the show is seeing people coming from all walks of life and just clashing or getting along and finding a balance. I'm guessing. I don't know. It's kind of what I felt was a theme of the first episode. Yeah, definitely. We saw like a conversation between Susan and Richard about corporate world versus like the Bush, uh, mm-hmm. what Susan keeps uh, talking about. Uh, the bush so like those sort of like different walks of life conflicts are and maybe not conflicts but just discussions and sure. like uh cooperation is going to be cool to see oh yeah since you brought up richard um that guy uh is a character isn't he <laughs> just like <laughs> yes. it's i don't know if it's the editing of the show but like it seemed like literally five minutes after they got to the island he's just like picked he picked a branch in the forest and he's like i'm just gonna sit back here and ridicule everyone he's like you guys done talking he's like you really have no idea what you're doing it's like everyone just got here and we're like trying to have a good time and like figure this thing out and he's just like i don't know i don't know what that strategy was that he was just like yeah, I'll just like establish my dominance by picking a branch and just like looking down on everybody and being the peanut gallery. And it didn't seem like it was hitting home with a lot of people. It seemed like they were kind of just like ignoring him they were, and like, like trying walking to walk away. away. And he's just like, yeah, you guys are just going to do it that way. Okay. I wanted to be on a, a, a higher branch above him ridiculing him. And I'm like, really, dude, we just got here and you're going to be like yelling at people and stuff and then there's a funny moment when they're uh in a circle and he's like okay what like what am i trying to say here and then sean's like i'm not listening to you at all (laughs) i literally didn't hear a thing you just said and he's like i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but like everybody clearly like agreed with that so the bit we're just like what are you what are we doing right now (laughs) we're taking this maybe a little bit too seriously if that's possible to do for a a a prize that's one million dollars i don't know (laughs) yeah he says he's just kidding but i feel like he wasn't actually listening at all we don't we don't get to see the end of that conversation but i'd imagine that it didn't go anywhere for uh richard and sean yeah how they were showing richard in episode one i was like obviously this guy's gonna get kicked off first if like they're barely showing anybody but they're showing this guy who's being like uh, really uppity and he even calls that he's like yeah i'm probably i might get kicked off like i'm i'm definitely in the running to get kicked off and like i was so expecting that to happen were you expecting it up until the vote or when did you kind did you feel like sonia was also in trouble i i didn't think that sonia would get voted off because well i didn't i, d- I definitely didn't want her to because she would she seems so sweet like you just want to have her around she's like a nice lady you know but pff, i guess people take the game very seriously i would think personally my strategy would be to keep those people along because even though there, there may be a weak link on the team uh you know you're gonna be up against them if they make it all the way through i don't know maybe that's just my strategy 
Yeah, Sonya leaving here is very sad still looking back like she is so good in this episode she's so fun and like you said so sweet and she has that great moment where she's playing the ukulele and singing bye bye blues uh which i don't like i know i think i've heard of prozac but like (laughs) it's an interesting line at the end life is hell but i'm swell and it kind of feels like she could have written that during covid uh this past year (laughs) yeah yeah i was I really did not think she would get voted off. I don't know if we're going to talk about the game yet because I was kind of closer to the end of the show. Um, but she like kind of tripped and was just like, she still had her arm on the raft as they were going. And uh, that just kind of allowed her team to pin it on her. And I didn't like, I really didn't like that line from, I think it was Susan, where she was like, she basically blamed, she was like, Sonya is the reason we lost the game. Was that Susan who said that? Do you know? It's just, you can't, if you're in a team game, you can't blame one person for your loss. Like, if, if, even if one person is putting in 0% effort, everyone else just has to put an extra seventh of effort and you can make up for that person. Like, I don't know. I don't like that attitude. So if Susan was indeed the person who said that, I don't see her making it far. It's not a good attitude. Yeah, it's not I a think team player. I think Susan said that she wants to remove the weakest link. Yeah, and so that's why she voted for Sonia. Spelling it very interestingly. I don't know if you noticed the S O U N A spelling for Sonia. It seemed like everybody just picked up their own spelling. Is it actually S O N J A? Is that? Yes. what it is okay yeah i couldn't when she held it up she's like i'm sorry she like holds up the sign i'm like bonga <laughs> i don't even know who that is like who did you who did you vote for <laughs> yep but uh jeff is able to <laughs> dissect that that vote uh, on this on this instance do they ever have to ask on the show or they're like hey we, we asked you to write clearly and we we need to know who you voted for here <laughs> like yeah jeff did say write in clear block letters big letters yeah. so that he can read it it looked like a b instead of an s and i was just like what is who is this sauna am i looking at the wrong list of people here i don't see that name on here <laughs> another thing i noticed with names is at the beginning when they're or at the beginning of the vote mm-hmm. jeff points at susan and says you're first but it seems like he doesn't know anyone's name at this point either. Oh, yeah. It's really, it, it is surprisingly hard to put faces to, or names to faces. Like, a lot of these people, I just, I conflated them multiple times. I'm like, oh, wait, oh, is that that person? It's, I, is this something that typically gets easier? I guess it would if people are dropping off the show. Yeah, each week you lose one, so there's one fewer person on the cameras um you've already talked about dirk versus sean who have very similar like character yeah moments in this episode and joel i also i i feel like these three people could are interchangeable they literally could just like swap places and i wouldn't even notice at all we'll see if they pull a fast one next week and they're just like <laughs> switched and see I won't if anybody know. notices. Have to tell me yeah <laughs> And so we've talked a lot about the Tagi tribe because they're kind of the focus here because right. they end up voting the first person out. What did you notice about the Pagong tribe, the other tribe, who actually wins the immunity challenge? Well, I love BB. I don't think he'll make it that far in the show. It, that's the older guy that's like a, yes. who's like working out there. 
and I love I think it was Gretchen that went out there to like tell him to like cool down a little bit and like stop staying in the heat that's great I think he's being a little ornery and maybe a little stubborn by just staying out there he's like ah, these kids are not doing anything I gotta do it I'm sorry it's like he's old he's like an old guy you, I mean even young people shouldn't be in the heat literally all day like the hottest point of the day but yeah I love that guy I love uh Ramona was like is the person who I think I would be if I got on the show I'd be like thinking it would be so easy and then like literally in the first two minutes of the episode I'm like throwing up somehow I'm just like ah, just get me to shore she probably won't make it that far in the show I'm guessing but I do like her a lot <laughs> I love the scene between her and BB where they're like looking for the well or whatever in the woods thought that was really cute that's an awesome scene they're talking about uh should we hide the map the the map to the water from the tribe so that they'll never be able to vote us off I, I just love that and they both thought of it and they have a great moment and I think yeah. it's it's so good like for BB I think in this episode he's like very you know old and he's mad at the young people and I don't know if you saw the preview for next week's episode at the end of no, this episode I did okay not. so I won't talk about that at all but okay. like I think it's clear that there's conflict between the uh, old and the young uh, oh, there yeah. with BB being kind of like the oldest one and then Gretchen kind of being like next in line uh, and so they're kind of, she's kind of like the the messenger between like the two groups like hey we're mm. all like chilling right now like you should relax like it's sunny out right he's like oh, I would but the, some people are just been relaxing all day <laughs> but then he does have the great moment with Ramona and then he also has the good moment where he lets Gretchen be the one to start the fire with his glasses instead of trying to do it himself which I yeah. really appreciated good job BB but I, it's hard maybe I don't know the show very well but it's really hard to imagine someone who's like above like 60 years old like unless they're in like extremely good shape and like super likable like I just I don't see them making it to the end. I don't know. It's hard to imagine that for me. So what did you think about Rudy? Rudy was doing push-ups on the beach, and he was a Navy SEAL. What do you think about Rudy? Well, I have a lot of thoughts about Rudy. I, I do think the show uh, misrepresented him based on what people were saying about him because he seemed like he was like the go-getter, like leader guy. Like he's experienced, and then like everyone seemed to like – or a lot of people seem to like hate him. Um, but I and I immediately liked him. I mean, I feel like na being a Navy SEAL, he's got like the experience. He should have the experience. It kind of seems like maybe he's a little rusty because he couldn't start a fire, but but he, <laughs> you know, he's got that experience. Um, and I did want to talk about them like doing yoga and working out on the beach. Why? <laughs> this is like the one time in your life where working out and doing anything is like, your lifestyle that's just like you build you built a house today you went hunting today don't we as a society work out because we don't have to build our own houses and hunt and run and you know cut chop wood all day long like this is what you've been preparing for there's no more working out there's no reason to am i completely off base about this no i think that's a really great point like uh they show rudy doing push-ups on the beach which seems like a difficult place to be doing push-ups oh, yeah. first of oh, all yeah. 
Second of all, he's like 72, I think, at this point. <laughs> I was impressed. Good good form and all that. <laughs> but... And then uh, I think Kelly is leading them in some yoga as well. Um, and he's talking, Rudy is talking about all of the young people. I'm like not, I don't fit in automatically. So like I need to change my behavior to fit in with the young people, which I thought was a great observation yeah. that like BB, like we see BB on the other tribe. He kind of sees it the other way like i'm i need to be the only one that works because all of these young people aren't doing it yeah see i yeah i had a good impression of rudy at least at first and i I felt like richard was the obvious like one to to vote off except for you know because of sonya's shortcomings but people apparently thought he was like really bossy and just like a know-it-all and he didn't know how to start a fire i think one of them said so yeah, I don't. I thought he would. Be, I thought he would be like a good choice for someone to make it far in the show, even though he is kind of old, just because he's like experienced and willing to adapt. But maybe not. Yeah, and I mean, right when Tagi gets to their beach, and we're kind of jumping around here, but I think yeah, yeah. I think for the first episode, like all these characters, I think I think that's totally a good way to go about this. They they get to their beach, and there's already sort of like this conflict where Rudy is like. They were dragging these boxes behind the raft. And that is dumb. And then Kelly is like, he thinks that it's his world, but it's not his world just because he's like an experienced Navy SEAL. Yeah, the that scene of them getting to the beach and like talking it out was so funny to me and like a little bit awkward because it seemed like every single person was trying to assert themselves as the leader all at the same time. And it's like, this is just kind of a natural order that falls into place. But at first everyone wants to be the guy you know it's like i won't get voted off if i'm the guy i don't know it's kind of uncomfortable almost because everyone's like oh yeah we gotta do it that way rudy's like no we gotta we gotta do this and then richard's in the back of course on his tree just being like yeah you guys just don't get it and it's like someone's got just like maybe you don't even need a leader right now it's just like i don't know just start doing stuff and Rudy says that uh, at some point before the vote, he says, like, it would be better if we just picked someone to lead instead of everybody trying to do their own thing. And totally it, it, you don't know that. if it, he wants himself to be the leader or if he yeah. wants somebody else to be the leader. But I think that he has a good point in a way that kind of uh, and, and Richard is trying to say this uh, from his tree, but like people just aren't taking him seriously that. They need to talk about what they want to do as a team and like have somebody who's kind of like leading the decisions. And Richard wants it to be himself from his tree, commanding <laughs> his subjects to. He's like, I've already got my throne. Just come over here and let me tell you what to do. Wait, where are you going? Yeah. And I, I thought this was so funny. Um, when they land on the beach, Dirk yells, We got bags, we got oars, we got buckets. We're set for months. Did you notice that? Like, what? What? How are they set for months with buckets, oars, and bags? <laughs> I did not notice that dialogue. That is hilarious. It's like, what is what is he planning on doing with this stuff? What is he? When is he, What is he planning on eating? <laughs> Where is he planning on sleeping? Like, they have to get their shelter, and and they yeah. talk about building their uh, their latrine as well a lot in this episode. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. People have this weird. I've been learning this. People have this weird fixation in in a crisis or like a survival moment where it's like we gotta get the bathroom situation figured out like last year with like the toilet paper shortage people are like oh my gosh wait 
there's going to be we're, we're going to not have enough food well let's get a bunch of toilet paper and here they're just like we got to figure out where the bathroom's going to be man oh my gosh i gotta go <laughs> like i don't know that seems like just go in the woods and figure it out at some point i don't know there's even a line when richard first says like we need to talk before we do anything and then dirk's like can i go to the bathroom first like we just got here man and it's just like they're so fixated Drink on the a bunch bathroom. of seawater on the way here <laughs> Exactly. And you talked about Ramona being sick already and throwing up. And that is just like, that seems so awful. (laughs) Poor Ramona. Yeah, that would have been me for sure. And she's just like, I kind of like felt like she would be also like be an early like loser just because she was yelling at everybody to just get her to the beach she's like you know laying on the raft like not even really helping because she's like she has like sunstroke or something i don't know yeah they were talking about only one person gets a water break at a time but i feel like if you're paddling the raft fast enough how is going in the water how are you going like are you swimming as fast as they're paddling this raft while you're taking a break yeah (laughs) right right I didn't understand that. I thought that uh, the person in the water would just fall behind and then the raft would just have to wait for them to swim to catch up. And then that's not much of a break to me. That seems like you're doing more work by swimming. Yeah. Yeah, that raft. So do they, maybe this is a spoiler and I'm not allowed to ask about this, but do they do the raft thing in every season? So there's always a scene at the beginning of the season where they are marooned. But I think over time they're probably not as like actually doing the paddle to the camp as the tv show wants you to think that they're doing i Mm. do believe it in this season that they did paddle themselves all the way to their camp but maybe i'm just a sucker and it's just for tv but i think over time there's a lot more like okay get in this raft and then like the scene will end and then we'll like transport you to closer to your beach and then you can paddle the rest of the way right yeah that's another thing i wanted to talk about is how much of this show is real what is set up what isn't i i got the feeling that most of it was not set up but there's moments like they had like a night vision camera on their coconuts and they were like rats eating from the coconuts how do we know they didn't just like put rats there and they're like, oh, that'll be funny. Let's just get a shot of some rats eating their food. Yeah, or there like... is a lot of rat talk in this episode where yeah. the rats are like around their shelter and like in, uh, I think Joel's ear, like he woke up with like a rat in his like yeah, s- yeah. sniffing around in his ear. <laughs> um, as as for the animal life, I have no idea. Um, I want to believe all of it is real, and so like that's how I watch the show. But yeah, I, I don't want to like guarantee that it's fake or that it's real. There's just like moments as well that I feel like there's no way to make it organic. Like the um, they have like the mail, they have like the letter each morning, and it's like, how do they know there's mail in there? Oh, there's cameras looking at it. Guess I'll go over here and see. Or did maybe someone even signals them over? Like I don't know. Moments like that, I'm like, there's it's really hard to make that organic because you want to get a shot of them opening the mail but it's also 
how do you you hide a cameraman in the forest who just jumps out as soon as somebody approaches the mailbox or because if i was on the show i would just look and see oh there's a camera over there filming nothing so obviously we're meant to go over there i don't know yeah i think for the mail they tell them like you guys have mail because otherwise like they wouldn't know when to leave and like when to pack their stuff up they they talked about pack your stuff up for the tribal council tonight via the mail so if they like are just leaving it up to them to check the mail then they're risking them you know not going to tribal council and Mm -hmm. like not packing anything so i think for the mail they tell them like hey you're gonna get mail today or like you two go and get the mail i would almost like it if they just had like a speaker that just blasted out like the the AOL like the old like you've got mail just like you know and then just make it obvious to the audience and the contestants that they have to go to the mailbox and check it I don't know yeah that would be that would be something if they had a a, like a man implanted speaker and like a one of the like maybe Richard's tree would have like a uh, speaker in it and then yeah. it just like he falls off the tree because he <laughs> doesn't expect the uh the sound of speaker through. tree. Yeah. yeah. So then we get to the challenge and Jeff Jeff has a big role in this episode because he's teaching us how the show works. He's talking about mm-hmm. tree mail, he's talking about the challenges, he's right. talking about immunity. And so then I, one thing I noticed at the beginning of the immunity challenge, Jeff says that uh make sure you light all of your torches. I don't want to have to make a judgment call. There's too much at stake. And I feel like they really try to make this like life or death, like actually life or death. Like if you're voted out, that's basically like your tribe is killing you. <laughs> you're being banished to oblivion. Goodbye. Yeah. 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 I also picked up on that, like kind of the melodrama of like the show so far which i i actually really like in this case but when th- they voted the person off and he's like the tribe has spoken you can almost like see a little bit on his face he's like this is kind of dove <laughs> the tribe has spoken they like turns he like covers the flame or whatever yes yeah, so the snuffing the torch line of the tribe has spoken that was there from episode one and he says that every single vote out in the 40 seasons so some of the stuff he says like he has lines that maintain throughout the entire show that's great love that continuity i really liked the the walk where they walk off because there's so much potential for that to be like kind of uncomfortable but it's like you got you get to walk down this epic like torch pathway and then they're playing like crazy music and you just walk into this dark forest and to us you're never seen again and it's kind of like ominous and very awesome loved that a lot you're talking about when the person gets voted out when and... they get voted off and they have to walk away from everybody and they just say their goodbyes they make it very dramatic yes. instead of just like awkward and like kind of sad yes and so i don't think they hear the music though we, yeah, no, we hear yeah. the music yeah <laughs> but you know it's probably in their head now maybe now probably not in season one when they had never seen the show before yeah that probably now that i think about it that probably would be very awkward to just like have cameras just on you and you're just silently walking down the pathway by yourself (laughs) like where do you even go do they just like does someone just meet them in the forest and they're like all right get in this boat we're we're leaving here i mean you talked about 
just look for cameras. So you you didn't see the next episode intro or probably Sonya's last words to the camera after she got voted out. Was this like after the credits? Because I made it to the credits. It was after the credits is when <laughs> oh, they okay. show the final words. I'll watch words. that for next time. <laughs> and so so I, I believe there's a path and there's cameras so they know like where to go. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's good. Another thing I noticed that was very odd, given that this was the first episode of the show ever, after Pagong wins the challenge, Jeff goes over to Tagi and says, you know the drill, you have a date with me at Tribal Council tomorrow. And I was like, how do they know the drill? They, like, they, like, they've read the rules, I'm sure, and he's talked about the rules. But There is no drill. There's no drill yet. You this is the first time. You haven't done it yet. <laughs> that's cool though it's like you could watch the first season after all of these other ones and it would still feel like you could just loop the show and it wouldn't even feel like it had ever started over because he's like you know the drill we always do this you talked about rudy versus sonia and like their opinions of rudy seeming like they don't match up with what we're seeing from rudy and he did get three votes and only uh, avoids right. elimination by that one vote, which I think Susan is pretty clear before the vote where she's like, I the, the girls think I'm with them, but I'm not actually voting for who they yeah. want me to vote Oh, that for. was that was hilarious. That made me like her a lot, actually. Yeah, the line, the exact line is, the chicks think I'm voting for one person and I'm not. <laughs> I love how she doesn't even, like, associate with them. Ah, the chicks think I am. Nope. No siree. <laughs> yeah, I loved the voting confessionals. That's such a good idea to, like, have them talk to the camera about the reasoning instead of this kind of canned moment you get in reality shows where they, like, have the talking heads where they, like, apparently are pulling these people off to the side, like, after it, and they ask them questions about it. It's just, like, during the voting session they walk to the camera and it's like a live it feels a lot more like organic and live because they're giving their opinions in real time it's like i'm giving my opinions on this person who may or may not be kicked off it's not like we're talking about something that happened a week ago or like just happened it's going to happen love the voting confessional we get stuff that we wouldn't get if they did all this after the person's eliminated sonia at the at her vote says i will miss rudy's straightforwardness and his his skills and right. but but i mean maybe she will miss it given that she's gone now but it's oh, very <laughs> interesting looking at it from that perspective yeah um so they do they ever they didn't show everyone's confessional this episode right i don't no, think they did no they do show everybody's vote after the credits but they don't oh. show the audio of everybody's vote. I apparently missed a lot of the show because I did not watch until after the credits. I was like, oh, credits, it's done. Yeah, so I can tell you the the, the voting breakdown that, it, that would show up after the scenes from next week and the uh, credits. So while Sonya's kind of talking about her experience on the show and basically saying that it was a great experience and she understands why they voted her out, they show everyone's vote, and so the votes for Sonia were Sean, Susan, Rudy, and Dirk. And then Stacy, Kelly, and Sonia voted for Rudy. And then Richard voted for Stacy. Um, mm. What did you think? We see Richard's vote for Stacy, 
and he says something like, I don't really know why I'm voting for you. He what said if- it was little things. He can't really explain it. What a cop out, Richard. He don't even have a reason. He's got a reason. He can't just like, I don't know. That's the whole point of the voting confessional. He completely copped out of it. And he's like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. It's just, I don't, it smells weird. He might as well just have said that. It's just was not satisfactory to me, Richard. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Out. It doesn't make sense to us because right. you can explain your reasoning to us and she won't ever see it during the game she'll only see it after the show so it seemed like he was walking on eggshells there but it's like that's it's the that's the point of the voting confessional you're supposed to let loose richard yeah jeff even says like we can't hear you (laughs) speak your piece yeah and he had no peace to speak really ah richard i i gotta say please can we lose richard by like episode two or three i I can't take him and his high horse. Maybe he be, maybe he has a redemption arc. I actually think I'd be okay with that too. So he somehow like becomes likable as the show goes on. You mean by high horse, high branch? I'm sure is what you I mean. do mean. High branch. He's a high branch man, and I don't appreciate that. And I feel like the other top, the other members of the Tagi tribe would agree with me. Yeah, it seems like Rudy would be the next pick if uh, if Tagi tribe does not win the next challenge. So Rudy does like Richard. Uh, yeah. He's kind of like the the one person in the group who's seen. I mean, Susan talks with him, <laughs> but she's kind of like telling him like you need to do some you need to do something and not just talk about it. Action, Richard. But right. Rudy says, <laughs> it's such a great line. He says, yeah. uh, "He's fat, but he's good." <laughs> you know, he's fat, but he's good. <laughs> and I love that so much. Yeah, I love. I did love that, and that. Almost made me appreciate Richard better. I was like, man, man, Rudy, maybe you're maybe you're right about Richard. He is fat, but he is good. Anything else that you wanted to talk about from episode one? I feel like there's like so much, but so something uh, just background stuff. I got to get back to cameras. Cameras fascinate me in reality shows because I'm always imagining the presence of the camera or I'm visualizing it. So if we're getting a close up on a conversation, I'm like, what would I act like if I was just walking down the beach with somebody and the camera was on us? And I kind of did like, I kind of noticed that as people were walking down the beach and there was like a camera, like following them as they were walking down, uh, the conversation was like super dry and it's clear. They're just like, Oh man, we're in the camera. We can't just say nothing. It's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, branches. Yeah, they. Oh, they're on trees, all right. Yeah, it's just like this. I feel like that would be me on the show, just walking down the beach and a camera in my face. And they probably tell you not to look at the cameras, of course. So you're just looking ahead and trying to act natural. But that's the thing about acting natural. You don't have to try to do it. <laughs> so it's like kind of unnatural. Yeah, the one thing I noticed with, as far as cameras go, is I think during. Kelly's very first time talking to the camera, she's like laughing at the beginning of her confessional to the camera about yeah. her disagreement with Rudy. And it's very clear that the, somebody asked her a question like about Rudy and then she's like laughing. Like she's very clearly interacting with a human. Yeah, I didn't notice that. And that doesn't happen as much after the first season. Like they try to clean that stuff up. But to me, I was like, Oh, she's very clearly like 
not trying yeah. to sound any different than she would if she's just talking to the production member without the camera right. there. Yeah. Well, I assume even like as people or as contestants are more familiar with the show and they're going into this situation, it becomes like more obvious what they're supposed to do and what's expected of them. So maybe it gets more natural and less like a weird conversation between them and the crew as the show goes on. Uh, I kind of do want to just from episode one, choose a winner of the show. Yes, of course. And it's kind of hard to do because I, I think we've discussed um, a lot of these people were barely shown, if at all. Like it, they were just introduced and then never seen again. Um, I feel like if you're going to make it far, at least out of the first like team-oriented rounds, you actually don't want to have an impression. Because if you stick out in any way, I feel like that makes it's going to make you a target in some fashion. Otherwise, you're just you're just like a guy or a girl, and it's like you can kind of go about your business. So I think it's kind of weird to say, but I feel like someone who's less assertive to the cameras so far would be more likely to win. Uh, maybe like Joel. Joel is like a complete question mark right now. I I think one of the only scenes is when he's having an argument with BB. But other than that, it's like, who is this guy? So if I had to choose somebody, he's also like the most like. I don't know. He's so plain. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know any of these people. So it's like, I feel like he has a really good chance. I'm going to pick Joel. As an early pick, I have no idea. If it's him, I'm calling Survivor because they owe me $1 million. In cash, in, in a cash. treasure chest, <laughs> which I also wanted to talk about the treasure chest. But yes, okay, so Joel, I will make sure to remember that Joel's the winner pick, the health club consultant. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have much screen time here. They talk about the rat being in his ear while he was sleeping, yeah. and he's arguing with BB a little bit about how to do the shelter stuff. Right. But other than that, you're right. He is pretty invisible. Uh, he's very strong. Uh, like, you can just look at him. He's a pretty strong guy. So right. it seems like he would be helpful to their team, uh, I would say. And they, they do win this first challenge. So I think that they, they definitely have... Um, you know the edge right now after after one round i thought the editing this is going way back but i thought the editing on the challenge was i didn't really like it that much because the camera shots i know they're just trying to make it cinematic when it probably wasn't really that cinematic and they're like showing like they're just showing a two shot or like a shot of the rafts and you can like kind of see and it even just tells you on the bottom of the screen like Toggy drives in the lead and then it just like cuts to like a shot of underneath the water, which is a really cool shot, but it doesn't really tell you anything about how they're doing. It's just like, okay, they're underwater and they're running. And it's like, and then it cuts back and it's like, Hagog tribe is in the lead. It's like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's more interesting ways maybe, and maybe it's just that it's hard to film a challenge like that, but I want to see like, I want to get in their heads. What are, what's going on? Like, what is their strategy? But didn't really get in any of that. Yeah, as far as hearing what they're thinking in terms of strategy, that isn't really something that changes during the the show's lifespan. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that the way they film and produce the challenge scenes get like that's kind of like if I were to pick out one thing that is completely different than it is now, 
it's mm-hmm. the way that they film and show challenges. So oh, it gets great. way better and bigger over time. Uh, <sighs> and so like, it's a pretty silent scene, right? Where like we are only following by the players yelling and stuff, and also the little banner at the bottom that says like who's winning. Yeah. But that that changes. Um, like pr- considering there are forty seasons, it changes pretty early on. Where okay, there's more. Um, there's more production that goes into the challenge scenes. Yeah, because that was not super dramatic to me. It wasn't super interesting. I didn't really even care who won because it was just like, I don't know. It wasn't really, it was also just the, the nature of the challenge wasn't super interesting, just pushing wrapped and lighting torches. And when they were going to shore, it just felt like so slow because they had to be because they were in, you know, knee-high water carrying probably something that's pretty heavy and they're just like barely moving it's like uh, i don't know i didn't feel the intensity of it you know Mm -hmm. yeah i i definitely i definitely feel that and hopefully there are some more intense challenges as the season goes on this is the first challenge ever in the history of the show so they they have time they wanted to relate it to fire and like lighting the torches so um yeah, another part that we didn't really talk about is by winning, they got the reward of the matches as well, which, like, they were the ones who started fire already, but now they have matches as well. Yeah, that's a pretty huge advantage because the other team, I don't think, did they even successfully make a fire? I don't know that they did. And that would have been hugely beneficial to them. So now the team that already could do it has the matches, and they've got they've got the power. So, yeah, so they hadn't made fire yet at Tagi, but after you go to Tribal Council, you have your torches of fire. So oh, they, they just give it to they you? They will be able to make fire uh, starting in the next episode. Okay. That's kind of lame. <laughs> you should be doomed. If you don't have anybody on your team that knows how to make fire, it's like you should just have to eat raw fish <laughs> and leaves. Yeah, but they do they do give them a uh, fire. It's probably a liability for them if they're yeah, not probably. able to drink uh, clean water and True. Eat anything. Right. All right. I'll give it to them. Yeah. They're allowed to. <laughs> and I think it makes the show better if the players aren't dying from starvation and thirst. Maybe your vision of Survivor. It makes the show better for the people competing in the show. Oh, yeah. Well, that is undeniable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think that about covers it for episode one. Uh, unless, Excellent. Scott, you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I don't I don't think I do. I do. I did have a few, like, extra details that I thought really funny. I don't know what – I. it's it's hard because I'm looking at my notes and they're completely scattered, and I'm like, oh, this, this was so funny, and I should have brought it up earlier. But when uh... – <laughs> When uh, Dirk was his Bible scene, and he's just like sitting there reading the Bible, and they played like holy like church music over it, it was so funny to me because it was he was just sitting there, just like he's just like sitting there, and he's like trying not to laugh as like there's a camera like zooming in on his face, and he's just like trying to pray and read his Bible. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, how would you like to have cameras on you when you're doing like your quiet times? It would be very hard, very hard to focus, I think. 
I was trying to see what he was reading, but I couldn't pick out the book of the Bible that he was in. But I do know he was in chapter 14 of something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, that would be a great one to break out the, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, if you're on Survivor. Yeah, maybe maybe it was that one. I was trying to read his lips as well. I think he said, but God, at one point. I have no idea. that That's but in the Bible God. a lot, so I don't know where he was reading, but uh, I did like that scene as well. Yeah, it is cool to show that and not shy away from it and just say, Dirk's into reading his Bible. He's a, he's a church-going Christian. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I think Richard said that he told him he was a youth minister. That's uh, right. That's right. Well. Very cool. Yeah. So go Dirk. Uh, go Dirk. T- take this one home <laughs> to Wisconsin, literally home to where we are. He is very represent- representative of us. <laughs> yeah, he's our avatar, I think. He is, yeah. But then also Ramona is your avatar for yeah. throwing up. Yeah, I identify with Ramona for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you're listening out there uh, and are watching along with us, uh, so for next time, we'll watch episodes two and three and uh, talk about both of them back to back. That, I think, does it for the premiere. Uh, this adventure is underway, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes and seeing what happens with Joel and seeing if Scott can go one for one on the winter predictions. Come on, Joel. You got this, man. I don't know who you are, but I think you can do it. Let's hope he's in the second episode more and we can like meet him more than we did in this episode. Yeah, I might horribly regret my choice and I'm like, oh no, no, Joel, no. He opened his mouth and he's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. So thank you so much for listening and we will uh, talk to you next time. Take care. Later. Bye.